What's happening guys, Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinet Today for March the 15th of 2019. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. I hope that this one does find you well and for those that are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and I wrap it up in one tight, neat little package for you to enjoy. Now, before we jump into any of that, I do want to say that my thoughts go out to those that are in New Zealand that have been in impacted by the uh, the shooting and, and what went down over there. Uh, a lot going on right now on social media, on YouTube, uh, and a lot of discussions being had around that. And I thought about giving my thoughts and my opinions and stuff on that. Uh, but to be quite honest with you, I'm not a professional in those terms. I'm not somebody who uh, really should be putting their voice out there because I don't know the full story. I don't know uh, all of the details and whatnot. So therefore, uh, as I tend to do, we're going to be sticking to the hard gaming news here on today's show. But again, I did want to say, you know, thoughts and condolences and, and, and hopefully society will be able to improve over the course of the next few decades in that regard. Terrible stuff, you know, just really, really bad. Uh, but with that being said, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Our headline story is that Xbox Live is expanding to mobile in Microsoft's big streaming push. On top of that, we also have the fact that Steam Link is beginning to kind of rear its head back into the limelight because Steam Link Anywhere will let you stream your PC games on the go. Uh, so we'll talk more about what that means for you. That, uh, you know, if you want to play your games chilling out on the bus, maybe you'll be able to do that. Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode Firestorm is dropping on March the 25th, and there's a brand new trailer uh, with a pretty awesome song in it. I never thought that I would see a Battlefield game use Burning Down the House as your uh, as your go-to tunes for the reveal. Uh, a Borderlands tease has become yet again a big part of the news because there's another one uh we talked about one yesterday but now this one looks actually like borderlands and in fact it actually adds an additional layer to what is going to be revealed later on this month of pax left 4 dead studio turtle rock has announced a zombie shooter back for blood because it's like left for dead because obvious uh but it is not a battle royale Obviously a very good thing indeed, but it looks very interesting, sounds very interesting, and we'll talk more about that. Shovel Knight developer Yacht Club, Yacht Club, I can sound out things, uh, games to reveal a new published game, and Sniper Elite 4 sequel is in development, and those are the stories of today. Uh, so if you do want to stick around for the rest of the show, I appreciate you being here, and I do hope you enjoy what we have to offer, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. First off, Microsoft announces Xbox Live for any iOS or Android game, and it's also open to Xbox Live on the PS4 or the Nintendo Switch. Microsoft is bringing its Xbox Live network to iOS and Android devices. The software giant is launching a new cross-platform mobile software development kit for game developers to bring Xbox Live functionality to games that run on iOS and Android. Xbox Live features like achievements, gamer score, hero stats, friend list, clubs, and even some family settings will be available on iOS and Android. It's all part of a bigger push from Microsoft to make its Xbox games and services available across multiple platforms. Game developers will be able to pick and choose parts of Xbox Live to integrate into their games, and it will all be enabled through a single sign-on to a Microsoft account. Microsoft is using its identity network to support login, privacy, online safety, and child accounts as well. Quote, we believe so strongly in community and Xbox Live really being at the heart of our gaming community, explains Kareem Chowry, 
Microsoft's gaming cloud chief in a media briefing this week. If you watch what we've done, especially with Minecraft over the past few years, we've taken Xbox Live to as many platforms as Minecraft is on as possible, really uniting all of these communities uniting wow i said that really uniting all those communities together with a consistent singular experience for those gamers microsoft wants game developers to take a similar minecraft approach and bring xbox live to more mobile games some ios and android games already have xbox live achievements but they are only enabled in titles from microsoft studios at the moment and this new sdk will open up xbox live functionality to many many more games if you were hoping to see Xbox Live on Nintendo Switch, then you might have to wait a little longer. Our goal is to really unite the 2 billion gamers around the world, and we're big fans of our Xbox Live community, but we don't have any specific announcements as it relates to Switch today, reveals Chowdhury. Xbox Live on PlayStation 4 also looks unlikely, but Microsoft is open to the idea if Sony is willing to allow it. If you've watched us for the past few years, we've taken a very inclusive approach, says Chowry. Phil Spencer has been very proactive on issues like crossplay, cross-progression, and uniting gamer networks, and we're willing to partner with the industry as much as we possibly can. And so, of course, they go on to talk more about what all of this means for the uh, cloud and what this means for mobile gaming and what this means in a larger scheme of things. Uh, but when it comes down to it, this is a very big first step in potentially creating one unified gaming platform uh, or at least gaming infrastructure that everybody can play around and play on. Uh, because one of the biggest issues is how many services you actually have to have if you want to have access uh, to, number one, all of the gaming platform's online functionality, but on top of that, also all of your friends. Because I think that we can all identify with the idea of having a friend that has an Xbox and having a friend that has a PlayStation 4, and you're unable to play with each other, communicate with each other, etc. Now, that has been improving over the past couple of months as more and more crossplay has become evident in the industry. Uh, but overall, there is still much more that can be done. And Xbox Live has a solid foundation. It is, without a doubt uh more stable nine times out of ten than the playstation network now with that being said PSN has improved drastically over the course of the past few years, uh, but Xbox has a really good thing going for them right now. Uh, I think that with the failure of the Xbox One, which I would still consider to be a failure even though it has done fairly well in the grand scheme of things, uh, but even with the failure of the Xbox One, Microsoft has been able to take a step back and reevaluate its approach to gaming and saying, okay, so hypothetically, if our hardware was to fail, where would our gaming space be in 2019, 2020, 2021? What would that look like for us? And to be able to pad your catalog of what you can offer uh, with stuff that is outside of the hardware space and say, hey, we are literally an integral component of the gaming industry because of the tools that we provide, not only mobile developers, but also potentially those that are bringing games to Switch and PS4. That would be a big win for them and something that I definitely think could solidify them as a company that is a necessity uh, within the gaming industry and the gaming infrastructure going forward. Uh, so now that it is coming to iOS and Android, we will see how developers adopt it. Uh, without a doubt, will people use this? Of course, there are many uh, ways to get games on mobile and support mobile gaming uh, on the online front. Uh, but without a doubt, interesting to see that it is actually happening. That's what I said. Uh, you know, they can make these statements like, hey, we're bringing Xbox Live to mobile. We're bringing Xbox Live to multiple uh, different pieces of hardware. And you can say, oh, well, that's cool. And you never actually think that it's going to happen. They actually did it. Like, they're actually in the process of continuing to do it. That's nuts to me uh, that it's actually happening because I'm so used to these companies making empty claims. But I digress. Let's move on to the next story of the day. 
Steam Link Anywhere will let you stream your PC's games on the go. And Valve also announced that developers will be getting access to the online infrastructure it uses for CSGO and Dota 2. Valve has announced the pre-GDC launch of two potentially major new features for Steam, the early beta release of Steam Link Anywhere, which will enable streamed gaming to any compatible device, and Steam Network Sockets APIs, granting developers access to the technology and infrastructure that underlies CSGO and Dota 2. Steam Link Anywhere is an extension of Steam Link that will enable users to connect their PCs and play games from anywhere, thus the name, rather than being limited to a local network. It's compatible with both Steam Link hardware and the app, and will be rolled out automatically and freely to everyone who owns the hardware with beta firmware installed, the Android app beta, or the Raspberry Pi app. You also need to be enrolled in the Steam client beta and have the latest version installed. Assuming you've got all of that covered, you'll see another computer option on the screen when searching for computers to connect to via Steam Link. Select that, follow the instructions, and you will be set. Valve did not provide a specific network requirement list, but said you'll need a high upload speed from your computer and strong network connection to your Steam Link device in order to use it. Steam Link Anywhere faces the same infrastructure limitations as other streaming gaming services. You won't get anywhere without a fast, firm network connection, but if Valve can get the performance to a reasonably good level without requiring network speeds of that 95% of the world doesn't have, uh, it could be a very exciting step forward. Steam Network Socket APIs isn't as flashy, and that flash is definitely relative, but is aimed squarely at developers and could be even more significant to Steam's fortunes given the pressure it's facing from the Epic Games Store. It enables developers to run their game traffic through Valve's own private gaming network, providing players faster and more secure connections. It's free for developers, and a large portion of the API is now open source, which could be a pretty big draw for developers looking to incorporate online play with a minimum of fuss. If that is your bag, you can get more details information at steamcommunity.com and Valve will be talking about more of these new features on their conference day of Thursday, March the 21st at GDC. And so uh, another big step forward for getting out of the traditional kind of hardware space where if you're playing a PC game, you're sitting at a computer. Uh, I think this is a fantastic step forward. And the way that I would see myself using this is not necessarily on a day-to-day -day basis, but hypothetically, if I were to go out of town on a business meeting, if I were to go on vacation uh, and I happen to have a Steam Link, which has been priced as low as $5 before, uh, you can actually stream your PC games to somewhere very far away from your home assuming that you have two stable internet connections, one on the original end and one on the new end. Uh, that sounds like something that's fantastic. It sounds like something that is definitely uh, going to be used by some. But my question is, uh, and again, this is an open-ended question, how many people will actually use this? Because as somebody who has access to this type of technology uh, within the home, so to speak, like if I didn't want to be at my PC, I don't really believe that I need this kind of compatibility and this kind of accessibility because if I'm playing a game, I actively want to be playing a game. And if I actively want to be playing a game, I'll just sit at my PC with my keyboard and mouse where I'm most functional and be able to, you know, play the game as it's meant to be played by many developers' estimations. Uh, but with that being said, if you're not playing stuff that is a competitive online shooter, if you're playing stuff like, for instance, one that comes to mind is something like Stardew Valley, uh, where it is very relaxed, very laid back, then sure, Steam Link sounds like a fantastic option for that. And of course, there is tons and tons of utility uh, for this kind of wireless streaming capability. Uh, so if you did want to learn more about Steam Link anywhere, of course, all the links for all the articles are in the description box down below the YouTube version of the show. Uh, but if you did want to pick up a Steam Link, I think they aren't selling them anymore at the moment. Uh, now with Steam 
Steam Link anywhere, you could be seeing it kind of make a resurgence. But of course, you can always check out the app on the Android uh, platforms and of course the Raspberry Pi app as well if you did want to learn more. And of course, you can always buy a Steam Link on eBay or something. I'm sure they're relatively affordable at this point, he says before finding out they're $300. Moving on to the next story of the day, Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode Firestorm is dropping on March the 25th. Firestorm teaser trailer is stuffed with tractors and talking heads, the band. If you're young, you might not have heard of them, they're fantastic. EA and DICE will bring 64 player Battle Royale action to Battlefield 5 on March the 25th. A trailer for the new mode, named Firestorm, for its ever encroaching ring of fire, shows off the destruction and chaos and tractors Battlefield players can expect in the brand new mode. Firestorm will be set on Battlefield's biggest map ever, of course, as to be expected. DICE and co-developer Criterion will also support solo and squad play, 16 teams with 4 players each, during which players can complete objectives to unlock access to vehicles including tanks and helicopters, or call in reinforcements like the V1 flying bomb. DICE says Duo's mode will be coming to Firestorm sometime later in April. Today's Battlefield 5 trailer does not include any actual gameplay footage from Firestorm, but offers a preview of what is to come. There is a look at the varied regions of Halvoy, which is the name of the giant map, a taste of the destructive capacity of the Ring of Fire, and how a farm tractor can become a tool of destruction in Firestorm. More details on how Firestorm play is emerged recently thanks to an apparent leak of its tutorial video, which I did talk about on Caffeinate, I believe, and shared on Twitter, uh, but without a doubt, Worth looking into because it's a free update coming to Battlefield 5 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, as Androvsky says in the chat, it's another interesting battle royale to try. Uh, I think the biggest point that I want to make here is that going into the reveal of the fact that there was going to be a BR mode in Battlefield 5, I specifically remember the discussion being around the fact that it was going to be squads only, uh, which is something that is fine if it's done in the way that Apex Legends does squads, where it doesn't necessarily force cooperation down your throat, but more so allows you to work as a team fluidly. Uh, but... With that being said, now we have the confirmation that not only will squads be available, but also solos on launch and duos coming later in April. And I think that's a big game changer because a lot of people like myself uh, don't have time to really get a squad together. You know, I don't have that stereotypical kind of Friday night battlefield style setup where I have three other friends that get together and we have a giant squad. Uh, it, it just doesn't work like that for me. And so with the ability to have a solo experience within the new BR gives me even more of a reason to try it. Now, to take even a step back and not even focus on the BR, Battlefield 5 is a game that is totally worth the time uh, if you do want to check out the newest Battlefield game. I know a lot of people passed it up because it was released during a time in 2018 that was very packed with a lot of other titles, uh, but without a doubt, it's a good, good game, and I've seen it for around 30 bucks. I know that I got it for around 30 uh, back in, I believe, December. It dropped in price very quickly just because of how many other games were coming out around that time uh, but again free update the trailer is without a doubt worth checking out it's in the description box in the youtube video down below if you did want to check it out and it's fantastic use of a classic talking head song uh, but very interesting br to try without a doubt and i am looking forward to dropping in i was going to say diving in but more so dropping in because you know br on march the 25th of 2019 now, if you were not necessarily looking for news of games that are coming out or updates that are coming out very soon, let's talk about Borderlands because that's probably a long ways out, at least uh, between six months and five years. Uh, Borderlands developer has released another teaser, and this one really looks like Borderlands. Is it finally time for a Borderlands 3 reveal? 
Gearbox Software is headed to PAX East later this month in Boston, and the developer will apparently have a lot to show and discuss. The studio has now released a third teaser image, and this one looks like Borderlands. It really looks like Borderlands. A pixelated photo posted on Gearbox's Twitter account shows what appears to be a Borderlands character staring at something in the distance. Despite being fuzzy, the image seems to depict a Borderlands-like setting, and also the cell-shaded art style as well. And so, of course, there is another teaser which was released that did not have the specific cell-shaded appearance of a Borderlands game, uh, but it's an interesting new skew because today's teaser, the one released the day prior, uh, were labeled as teaser images for another game to be revealed at PAX. This suggests that Gearbox may have two or more games to reveal at the show. In addition to operating as a development studio, Gearbox is a publisher as well. The company most recently published We Happy Few and Bulletstorm Full Clip, so it's possible Gearbox announces a published game at PAX East in addition to the expected Borderlands 3. Whatever Gearbox has to reveal, it will likely happen during the company's panel at PAX East Biggest Hall. That panel is set to take place on March the 28th, so just a couple of days after Firestorm drops on Battlefield, you can check out the future of what Gearbox is bringing to the table. Uh, but I think it's a very interesting uh, new take on this situation because we all thought that Borderlands 3 was going to be the focus, and it very well still is. Uh, but interesting to hear there is yet another game uh, that is going to be potentially mentioned at this big panel. I think it's something that shows where Gearbox is going because traditionally, in my mind, uh, Gearbox has been the Borderlands company. That's just kind of how I have identified Gearbox. And so going forward to think that they're going to be trying to associate themselves not only with Borderlands, but also with uh, more prominent other games through their publishing initiative, sounds like something that they can definitely take advantage of and make known even more so at PAX. Of course, they've been doing this for years. Uh, but if you did want to dive in and check out the biggest news, of course, on March the 28th or the day after, depending on when the news comes out, you can always find the hottest info right here on Caffeinate. Uh, but if you didn't want to wait until then, you can follow me on Twitter, all that good stuff, and I will let you guys know what is going on. Uh, but the teaser image looks interesting, and I cannot wait to actually see what this new game actually is, because we're looking at it right here. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. Another interesting game that is going to be coming is from Turtle Rock, the developers of Left 4 Dead, because they announced that a brand new zombie shooter, Back 4 Blood, not a BR, is going to be coming out of the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. So they, Turtle Rock, had a great gig developing games directly for Valve, rolling in praise with Counter-Strike Source and the Left 4 Dead series, then Evolve happened. Their ill-fated partnership with 2K Games never really panned out, even after the proposed Stage 2 restructuring of the alien-centric Evolve, but now their eyes are on the prize and firmly fixed back on zombies. Yep, the company has announced a new co-op zombie project in Back for Blood, which they are working on with publisher Warner Brothers Interactive. Turtle Rock says the company is going back to their roots with this one and confirms the PC, PS4, and Xbox One platforms with more possibilities. It's going to be a premium AAA title. The inclusion of microtransactions is not set in stone yet, but given that they aren't denying them and Warner Brothers is involved, it's safe to say they will be in. But to be clear, it's not going to be a battle royale, but will feature PvP and a campaign. That is really all we know at the moment, and the studio says to keep an eye on their Discord channel for more news. And so, of course, very minimal information is known right now, but the fact that, number one, Turtle Rock is back is exciting, but to see that they're doing something that is clearly inspired by Left 4 Dead is a really interesting take on the entire situation, because 
I didn't think they would ever come back to that kind of, uh, you know, grassroots style gameplay that they helped build up. And that's something that I think excites a lot of people that are people that grew up on Left 4 Dead because it's still a very iconic uh, franchise today. And I think we were all kind of expecting at some point Left 4 Dead 3 or at least hoping for Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, but with that being said... I suppose Back for Blood is as close to a spiritual successor as we will get. Uh, but if I had to read into the title very deeply, I would say Back for Blood, four-player co-op, zombie-slaying action with a campaign similar to that of Left 4 Dead, maybe a little bit better writing. Something along those lines is probably what we're going to be seeing. And then a PvP that is, to be quite honest with you, more than likely not that engaging and will die soon after launch, but a PvP nonetheless. Uh, so if you did want to dive in to the news, you can definitely check out their Discord channel and see more info as it rolls out over the course of the next few months. But hey, Warner Brothers, they're not great, but they're not bad either. And it surely beats 2K Games because Evolve, Evolve was bad. I played Evolve. As a matter of fact, whenever the YouTube channel first started to take off, uh, Evolve had just come out. I say take off and I use that phrase lightly because it's not like I have 100,000 subscribers or anything. Uh, but whenever I first started doing YouTube regularly, let's say that, uh, Evolve had just come out and I was very excited about Evolve and I dove into it and it was just, it just had no soul. There was something missing from it and I'm not sure what was missing uh, because the gameplay components were there but it was very repetitive. Uh, it just didn't have a lot of... Just didn't have a lot of soul in it, I guess is the best way to put it. But hopefully that will be remedied thanks to the new title Back for Blood coming out soon. TM uh, from Turtle Rock Studios. Uh, but let's talk more about Yacht Club Games because, of course, Shovel Knight is one of the most iconic indie games of not only the past 10 years, uh, but also in general the past history of indie games because it has grown to an incredibly high level of popularity. But Yacht Club Games has announced that in addition to bringing Shovel Knight King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown, it will also be bringing with it another game that it will be publishing, of course, to GDC, I would assume, or PAX East, uh, that has not yet been confirmed as of this headline. Uh, but no further information has been given besides a gif of what appears to be a potentially ninja with a sword standing in the shadows, staring out into a ruined city where a storm rages above. So, while this is not Yacht Club Games' follow-up to Shovel Knight, it is part of its Yacht Club Games publisher catalog and also includes the Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack and should be well worth a look. If you are at PAX East, there we go, we finally got to the event at hand. Uh, you can definitely check it out at their booth, at their panel, at all of their stuff they're going to be showing off. But, of course, you can always check it out on Thursday, March the 28th, when that all goes down. Uh, but of course, expansions for Shovel Knight have been much in abundance over the course of the past few years, but to see them finally working on something else is very exciting. However, I like the fact that it's a similar art style. It has that same kind of old school vibe uh, that made Shovel Knight, in my opinion, as incredibly popular as it was because it just feels like a good game. It's a wholesome, uh, old school style game. And I think that is definitely a niche that Yacht Club Games is filling in a way that no other studio right now is really filling. So hopefully this will be a solid new game to add to the uh, to add to the wish list whenever it is revealed at PAX East. But interesting stuff. And of course, if you have not played Shovel Knight, great game uh, out on tons of platforms if you did want to dive in with more content coming down the pipe for that specific franchise. But hey, you can dive in or not. I don't really care what you do. It's a good game though. Now let's talk about this one, which is arguably interesting. Uh, in my opinion, Sniper Elite 4 is of course in development but they're not going to be talking about it for at least a year. So let's all gather around, gather around, say it together. Why announce anything like that this early on? Why? Why? Anyways, uh, yes, 
they actually said it a sequel to sniper elite 4 is currently in development at rebellion the studio announced i am delighted to be able to announce that we are working on a sequel to sniper elite 4 rebellion ceo jason kingsley said in a sniper elite development update video it's still very early in development we are not going to be talking about it for at least a year but the team here are busy working away in the background to create the latest greatest sniper elite experience and there were no further details at all uh okay so let's back up for those that don't know sniper elite is pretty much famous for the fact that you can fire a gun into any enemy from a long distance and essentially you get a nice slow motion x-ray of what organs you hit that's pretty much what everybody knows sniper elite for the gameplay itself is solid the gameplay is is fine the stories have been lackluster but again it's not really about the story you can shoot hitler in his nut that was a pretty cool little thing uh, but aside from that Sniper Elite hasn't really made ripples in the industry. It's not the next big thing, so to speak. And so, in my opinion, it would have been much better to take a step back and say, hey, let's not upload this development update video and instead continue working on the game and then just release it and say it's going to be ready, not a, if, if not the same day, in two weeks after its announcement. Because that's how you do this marketing for this specific kind of game. It's not big enough to have somebody that's sitting in the room thinking, oh good, only 362 days left until Sniper Elite 4. That's not the kind of game this is. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but it's not that good. Like, it's fine, but it's not, I've been waiting year for it good. Uh, so with that being said, you know, best of luck to the team over there behind the scenes working away at Sniper Elite 4. Hopefully, it definitely builds on the foundation that the franchise has set over the past few years. Because again, Sniper Elites 1 and 2 were great. 3 was fine, a pretty game, didn't really build on too much, but it, it's there and it's it exists you know, if you want to dive in and give it a shot. Uh, but Sniper Elite 4 hopefully will definitely be going back to its roots and definitely embracing the fact that it is known as the game with the X-ray shots. That's pretty much what it is and what it is known for. But again, uh, look for news maybe sometime around PAX East 2020. Why? If you're why I, I don't get it anyways I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of caffeinate that wraps it up if you did enjoy it be sure to drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube of course if you are live in the chat I appreciate you hanging out on Twitch with me and of course you can always hang out live five days a week Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern time if you did want to dive in and give it a shot uh, but until Monday where a brand new episode of caffeinate will populate your feed hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the weekend of course content rolls out through the weekend if you do want to subscribe on the YouTube channel, but I will talk to you soon and peace.